Odd Trails is a true paranormal podcast. If you have a story to share, send it to stories at oddtrails.com. Enjoy the show. Forget facts. Forget logic. Forget everything that seems real. Just trust. Believe. All because of a PS3 by Larry Menta. I want to start off by saying that I am usually very skeptical when it comes to unexplainable things. At least I try to be, and it has served me well to keep my cool in otherwise scary situations. However, for the life of me, I still cannot find an explanation for what I saw that day. And I'd like to emphasize that this story is very real. Like every good story, I'm going to start with some context. I'm a male, and in 2012, I was 14. I had just moved to America the year prior without my parents, so I was staying with my uncle for the time being. This particular uncle was the youngest of all the siblings. All that to say that we weren't that far apart in age. He was around 21, which in my eyes made him the cool uncle. We had the same sense of humor and similar interests. Why is this important? Well, imagine being 21 and single and suddenly you have to start taking care of a 14 year old. Needless to say, he didn't stop his partying life just because I was around. So sometime in that year, my uncle started seeing this girl, we'll call her Anne. He would go over to Anne's apartment after work all the time to hook up and then come back to sleep at the house, then repeat the next day. He wanted to start spending the night at her place and planned to go spend the weekend with her. But because I was living with him and with the whole being new to this country thing, he didn't want to just leave me at home alone. So what was the solution? To ask me to go spend the night at her apartment too, of course. She was older and had a very nurturing personality. She had a three bedroom apartment to herself, so I really didn't mind at all. She even encouraged it. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually her idea to have him ask me. I wasn't super thrilled about the arrangement, not because of how awkward it could be, but because of how boring the thing was going to be for me. Back then, I didn't have a smartphone or a gaming console or anyone to buy them for me. I did have a laptop, but she didn't have Wi-Fi. So, in the middle of the week, when I went to hang out with a friend, he actually agreed to let me borrow his PS3 for the weekend. It was his older brother's PS3. He wasn't staying with them at the time, and he had an Xbox, so he didn't care. So long as I brought it back in one piece, of course. So, the weekend comes, and we head over to her apartment. They're actually more like townhouses connected together by a wall. Specifically, 
This is a low-income housing complex, and it has a terrible reputation in our small town for being the easiest spot to get whatever drug you want. The reason that this matters is because when we got there, there was actually a couple fighting outside her unit, and upon parking in front of them, they went inside. I found it odd because my uncle told me that Anne lives by herself, so it turns out both Anne's sister and her boyfriend had just gotten out of jail the day before and were staying with Anne for some time. But because we were staying the night, they were going to spend the night elsewhere, but they hadn't left yet. So we went to meet everybody. The sister and the boyfriend look exactly as you'd expect from someone with heavy drug use and smoking. The boyfriend in particular stood out to me because it was the first time I had seen someone with a face tattoo in real life. Anyway, I let the quote-unquote adults mingle while I went to the living room to hook up the PS3, and I pretty much stayed on it the whole time. It must have been around 11pm when the other couple finally left and my uncle and Anne were upstairs in their room, taking care of business. Eventually, I too went upstairs to the room that I was staying at. I laid down, and I took my laptop out and started playing Plants vs. Zombies or some other half-baked flash game that I had available offline. I don't quite remember what it was. About an hour goes by and I start hearing some commotion downstairs, a lot of noise and some talking. It was loud enough that I could hear it upstairs but didn't wake up my now sleeping uncle and Anne. I thought it was odd because it was only the three of us so I didn't know who could be downstairs making all the noise. I figured, oh, Anne's sister and her boyfriend came back and they're doing whatever downstairs, so I didn't pay too much attention to it. That was until I remembered the PS3. I had left it downstairs, hooked up to the TV living room. Now listen, I'm not one to judge a book by its cover, but I found it a little sketchy that they left and came back when everyone was asleep so I didn't want to leave it downstairs because I was afraid of it being stolen by whom I thought were sketchy people, especially when the PS3 wasn't mine and I knew that if it had gotten stolen, I was going to have to pay my friend for it. I debated whether to go downstairs to get it or not. I thought if I went downstairs just to get the PS3 and went back upstairs, it may come off as rude. I didn't want them to think that I thought they would steal it even though I did. After thinking on it for a while, I decided finally, screw it. I don't care if it comes off as rude. I'm not going to pay for it if anything happens to it. Meanwhile, this whole time, the loud noises could still be heard, but I couldn't really make out any voices anymore. I finally get the courage to head downstairs, and as soon as I open the door from the bedroom, I find it very odd that everything is so dark. If there were people downstairs, I figured they'd at least have some lights on, and you can see the downstairs light reflection on the stairway. I get to the stairway, and still everything is dark, but the noise feels louder. I could tell the noise was coming from the kitchen. The way that the house was set up, you have to go through the kitchen in order to get to the living room. So I start walking into the kitchen slowly, not sure of what I'm about to find, and when I'm finally close enough to peek in, what I see, well, 
I'm not sure how to properly describe it in a way that'll do it justice, but everything, and I mean everything that was sitting on the kitchen counters and the stove was moving. I'm talking pans, pots, knives, all kinds of utensils, condiments, sauces, the dish rack, all the things on top of the stove bell, even the oven mitts and the pans hanging from the hooks on the wall. They were all moving and shuffling, bouncing up and down as if doing some weird kind of dance. Try holding your phone or keyboard and make it hit the table on both ends back and forth really fast, like a seesaw motion. That's what all the things were doing. Let me reiterate, all of these unanimate objects were bouncing up and down so loudly that I could hear them upstairs as if they had a life of their own. Now I'm aware of how ridiculous this sounds. I have no proof of it, but I swear on my life, this is true. This was happening only in the kitchen for some reason. So what did I do upon seeing this possibly supernatural event happening right in front of my eyes, you ask? Nothing. Not right at the moment, at least. I think to myself, hmm, this is weird. I then head over to grab the PS3, walk past the kitchen, then go upstairs back to the room as if nothing happened. It wasn't until I got back into the room that I thought, holy shit, wait a minute, something isn't right here. And I could feel the fear starting to set in. I was always a little slow, but I had no idea why I didn't react right then and there. Maybe it was my brain's way of protecting me, or I just couldn't compute it right away. Immediately, I got into bed and got under the blanket. Because ghosts can't get you under there, right? Well, I started hyperventilating for a while, but then I calmed down and eventually just fell asleep. The following morning after waking up, I head downstairs. I don't really want to say anything right away, but as we were about to head out, I told my uncle what happened. He kind of laughed it off at first. It's kind of hard to grasp how terrifying this thing was. But I repeat to him what happened, and I tell him I'm not joking around. It actually happened. His demeanor changed, and he headed back inside to tell Anne what happened. She tells him about how similar things happened to her and her sister just the day before in that apartment, but she didn't want to say anything as not to freak us out. She said that she's heard voices. She's even heard a voice call her name, but never actually seen any physical objects moving on their own. She then proceeded to tell us a story about how some time ago, a child had fallen off a flight of stairs and died after breaking their neck in one of the units in the complex where she lived. I don't know how true that is, and it probably is just some way to justify the fear, but regardless, that's the story she told us. To this day, I have no idea what happened. I truly believe there is no logical explanation for what I saw that night, and needless to say, I never went back to that apartment.
Wings Dancing in the Sky by Wobbs Cloud. This happened when I was about 12 or 13. My mom had brought me into town to visit my family by myself for a few days while she went to handle business back in our home in the city. This wasn't that out of the ordinary, and it happened more often in the summertime. This had to have taken place around the end of summer, before the school year started. Anyways, one night me and my grandma drove into town to the grocery store for a few things for dinner. Our trip wasn't very significant, but I remember on my way back to my great-grandmother's house, we had been arguing a little bit. It was about something stupid. I think my grandma didn't buy me my Tiger Beat magazine at the store, and as a little tween, I was devastated. I was in a bad mood the whole drive back to the house, and it was memorable because me and my grandmother never fought. When we pulled into the driveway of the house, I got out to get the bags of groceries in the back seat. When I did, I noticed something in the sky. It was a bit cloudy, but I could see what I thought were the northern lights. My mood had instantly changed, and I urged my grandma to get out of the car to view them with me. Witnessing the northern lights in this area was not out of the ordinary, since we were hours away from any major city. On any clear night, the stars could light up the entire sky. Since it was a bit cloudy, the lights didn't appear to be as prominent, but I could see them bouncing in the sky and behaving like the northern lights usually do. These faint lights graciously moved across the sky, and they were now in a different part of the sky than where they started. I didn't think too much of this at the time. I just thought that's how the northern lights moved, since I had only seen them once before. With excitement, I asked my grandma if I should go get my uncle to check them out with us. I ran inside and told him, there's northern lights outside. He didn't question me at all, he just came to follow me back outside. When we opened the front door, my grandma was standing in the driveway, and she was swaying back and forth with her arm up, almost like she was waving to the sky. It's copying me, she yelled at us. What? My uncle and I asked as we walked towards her to see what she was doing. To our amazement, the lights had condensed themselves in front of us to form almost a cloud, and these dancing lights were mimicking my grandmother's movements. At this point, we were all laughing, almost confused. As we continued to watch, the cloud of light became the background to the main attraction that was about to happen next. As we stared up at this cloud of light that looked like how a cloud does when it's caught in front of a full moon, a dark shadow began to appear in front of this cloud. Now I know you often hear about dark shadows being associated with something dark or malevolent, but it didn't feel like what we were seeing was bad. It honestly felt like quite the opposite. This didn't feel like a demon or anything that was going to hurt us. I should also note that during this whole time, the lights never appeared to stop moving, or should I say dancing. As this figure appeared, what seemed to be out of thin air, it was also moving in the same way the lights had been. 
It was almost like it was dancing. This figure looked like how a regular human shadow would look, only with no features and no depth. And it also didn't have any distinct legs. It was almost like it faded off into a tail-like end. It did, however, seem to have arms. As this figure continued to bounce, it began mimicking our movements again. It wasn't exactly like a mirror, but almost like if your friend was trying to copy your movements with a slight delay. Like it was showing us it was imperfect. We tried to debunk what was happening in front of us. We thought maybe we're somehow casting our shadow into the sky and this puddle in the driveway is casting the reflection, but that didn't make any sense. We also tried to locate the moon, but we couldn't at all. I had an app that showed me the exact position of the moon and it was nowhere near where this cloud of light was. Even if the moon was there, where was this shadow coming from? That theory also didn't make sense. We continued to watch this figure dance, and what happened next was even more bizarre than last events. The figure began to stretch itself behind the cloud, and what appeared to be the head was on one end of the cloud, and the tail was on the other side. Almost like it was peeking around, playing with us in a childlike manner. It seemed as if it were showing us that what we were seeing was very real and that it was trying to prove it to us. We nervously laughed in shock. Again, not feeling afraid, only very at a loss for an explanation. The figure went back to the front of the cloud where we could see its whole body and it kept dancing. The whole time I was watching this with my grandma and my uncle, I felt like the figure was going to fly down right into my face. The energy it was giving off seemed very powerful and intense, almost breathtaking. But again, never anything evil. This figure suddenly seemed to split itself into two different figures now, like its energy broke down into two parts. What the hell? We were all yelling. There were now two human-like figures, seemingly holding hands and dancing in circles. It looked like they were holding hands and spinning. To me it seemed like whatever this was had split its energy, so there could be two of them. Now I don't know how any of us would have known this, but we all agreed that the figure by itself was giving off more of a male energy and when it broke off into two, the other energy was more female. As these strange figures continued to bounce around in the sky, everything began to fade away slowly, just like it had appeared. The figures never stopped dancing as they faded away into the sky. We were all shocked. We stammered amongst each other as we tried to put the pieces together it lasted for what seemed like forever, but I believe this all took place over the span of maybe five to ten minutes. It was like it had put on a show for us, like the cloud was at stage and we were the audience. We stood outside for a little longer, 
waiting to see if it would start again or come back, but it never did. What did we just see? Why did I feel inclined to only get my uncle when there were other people in the house? Why were we the only ones who saw it? Was it an alien? Was it a spirit? I had so many questions. I think the craziest part about all of this is that it seemed to be interacting with us, like it knew we were there and that we were meant to witness it that night. The next night, my mom drove up from the city and we told her about what we saw. My uncle and I took her outside just to give her a visual. When we walked through the driveway to point out the location, there was a single cloud in the sky in the same exact spot where we saw the illuminated cloud and the figures. We laughed when we saw it, because we didn't even have to explain where it was. The cloud was already there. But no figures and no movement, just a still sky and one single cloud. We always talked about that night and none of us could explain it. If it weren't for my grandma and uncle being there, I would have thought I had imagined the whole thing, just because of how bizarre and strange it was. It was pretty much impossible, but this actually happened to the three of us. I have never before or after witnessed anything remotely close to this. I've never even heard of anything like this happening in my life. My grandma and uncle have since passed away. I miss them both very deeply. And since their passings, I often think of this experience that we shared together. I wonder who those figures were. Sometimes I think maybe time and space somehow worked itself into that time, and it was my grandma and my uncle's spirits coming back into time to visit us. Maybe it was them, since time doesn't work in the linear way we think it does. It makes me think about the movie Interstellar, where he goes into a different dimension and realizes he was his own ghost. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy for thinking that, but it makes me feel closer to them. Anyways, to whatever or whoever it was we saw that summer night, maybe we will meet again. Your pet is a member of the family, so don't feed them like they're in the doghouse. Give them Nom Nom. Nom Nom delivers freshly made dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Nom Nom is made with real, wholesome ingredients that you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real, good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are designed by board-certified veterinarian nutritionists, freshly made and shipped free to your door. Nom Nom's already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. 
I really, really love my dogs, so I have to feed them healthy, nutritious food. And it's great because Nom Nom has no fillers, so there's no nonsense, just Nom Nom. We've got a freezer full of this stuff. The dogs love it. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. Go right now. For 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash trails. Spelled trynom.com slash trails for 50% off. Trynom.com slash trails. Now back to the show. The Weirdest State of Mind by Paper and Dust It was almost ten years ago. My mother was on vacation and she asked me to stay in her apartment for the time that she was away so I could look after her plants and the cat. The apartment that she lived in was actually in a rural village where I grew up. I hadn't been there for a long while, so I happily agreed to stay for a bit, even just for the nostalgia. Also. I liked the thought of having some time on my own. It was a very small place, and there were almost no people around. On the first day alone, my perception of everything around me and within myself started to change drastically. It probably started with me looking out the window and wondering if everything had always looked so pretty out there. I was never a big fan of going outside, especially not in the summer, I don't like the hot weather. But I got up, took a walk around the village, and everything was so damn beautiful. I sat down on a hill and just let myself melt in the sun. I touched plants and trees, and they gave me a feeling like i just met someone I knew well, but hadn't met in a very long time. It wasn't like my body was a thing separate from the rest of the world. Everything just started to flow into each other. Whatever it is, that we'll call our consciousness, or soul, or whatever, I felt like it was expanding inside of me and trying to break the borders of my physical body. It was the best feeling I've ever had, but at the same time I noticed that it was very hard on my body and my heart. I remember thinking, I'm not sure if I'm even made for feeling this much. I'm afraid I'm going to explode or collapse. It was this constant flow of impressions inside of me and I was just going along with it without resistance and it made me feel all kinds of different things. I saw beauty in so many trivial things and it often made me cry. After some time, I noticed that I wasn't hungry anymore. I tried to eat some bread for breakfast and I remember being very taken aback by its taste. Instead. I started to crave very specific things like raspberries and other certain fruits. The urge to sleep slowly faded until it was almost non-existent. I slept for two or three hours at most, but even then, it was no deep sleep. It was just like being very calm and letting the body rest, but my mind was somehow active. Everything I had experienced in life before that started to fall into place and make sense. Everything unresolved suddenly had a lot of meaning. There was no good or bad anymore. Everything that happened to me up until that point was categorized as necessary 
and valuable. As the days passed, everything became more blurry. It was a constant current of time and feelings, and I kind of went into a meditative state. My mom came home and found me completely changed from how she left. Those were the most beautiful days of my entire life. So now, a decade after this happened, I still often think about it. This state of mind disappeared as suddenly as it came to me, and I'm not sure if it's something I'll ever experience again. The Basement by Hash My brother Roger and I share the same dad but have different moms. However, our moms share a mutual friend named Heidi. Her parents would sometimes babysit Roger when he was younger. Years after her parents passed away, she moved into their duplex. Roger's mom and stepdad rented the side her parents had lived in. It was a decent place and not far from my mom's house, so naturally I spent a lot of time there, as I viewed his mom as a second mom and she viewed me as a bonus son. I should also mention that at this time I was around 16 and Roger was around 15. I had gotten my license the summer before and we had gotten heavily into paranormal investigation after our shared grandmother had died the year before. We had some cheap digital cameras and digital recorders, a crappy laptop, as well as a cheap EMF detector, and a couple of those heavy-duty maglite flashlights. Roger's parents were going down to Chicago for a few days, and had left at least three to four hours earlier. We were on summer vacation, so we figured we would hook up our guitars and amps and make a makeshift recording studio in the closet of the storage room upstairs. There was also a living area in the basement where we would spend hours hanging out. We started moving stuff to clear an area for our music gear in the extra room. The first thing we had to move was a ceiling fan that was sitting on the floor in the middle of the room. So I got on one side and Roger was on the other, and before we lifted it up, as we were both looking down at the fan trying to figure out the best way to lift it, I said, we better be careful. If we break this, Matt will be pissed. Matt is his stepdad. I then heard a voice say, yeah, except the voice sounded exactly like Matt. I looked up at Roger. He looked at me and I asked, Did you say that? No, he replied. I asked, You heard that, right? He said yes. I asked him what he heard, and he said he heard a voice say yeah. We immediately assumed either someone was in the house, or that his parents had come home. Without talking, we grabbed whatever we could use as makeshift weapons and hauled ass upstairs to make sure no one was there. 
clearing the house room by room. Just as we thought, the house was empty. I said to him, that voice sounded exactly like Matt. We called his parents to see if maybe they had come back to grab something they had forgotten, but they said they were almost to Chicago, several hours away. We were slightly shaken up, but also excited, and decided to continue with our project. We had a pretty fun night, despite the disembodied voice we had both clearly heard. Another night his parents were out of town, we were hanging out again in the basement, playing video games on the futon, and we decided that we needed some late night munchies. So Roger went upstairs to make us sandwiches while I stayed in the basement. I could hear him well, since the kitchen was right at the top of the stairs. This next part happened in a matter of seconds. Out of nowhere, a loud bang startled me, and I heard loud, heavy footsteps that sounded like someone running down the wooden stairs as fast as possible. I turned around and yelled, what the hell are you doing? At the same time, I realized no one was at the bottom of the stairs. I then hear Roger's voice shout from the kitchen, get the camera, get the EMF detector, hurry. I grabbed the equipment and was upstairs in the kitchen faster than you can blink skipping half of the stairs on my way up. I turned on the EMF detector and started snapping pictures, all while exclaiming, What? What happened? He was visibly shaken and so was I. A few minutes later after the initial shock had worn off, I was scrolling through the photos I had taken, and he explained to me that when he turned around to bring down the sandwiches, he saw what he described as legs from the knee down. At the top of the stairs that proceeded to run down the stairs, and that the loud bang was him jumping because it startled him. These were not the only things that happened in that house, but these were the only ones I had been there to witness. He also told me that the kitchen window was open one night, and he went to get something to eat or drink, and that the kitchen window slammed shut and scared him half to death. I can confirm that the window in question was not an easy window to open or close, and would have required a fair amount of effort to close, let alone slam shut. Part of me also wonders if I had turned around sooner, if I too would have witnessed that apparition of the legs, but I guess I'll never know. teleported while driving by Sunny in Florida. Yesterday I was driving to meet my sister. Let me clarify, I was neither tired, sick, drinking, doing drugs, or distracted in any way. In fact, my memory leading up to the event was very acute. I found myself following a brown truck and eventually passed it. Approaching an intersection, I needed to make a left turn this would soon be followed by another left onto the highway. 
The left turn light was red, so I stopped. The brown truck continued straight as they had a green light passing me in the process. My light then changed to a flashing yellow arrow. Consequently, I waited for about six or seven cars to clear the intersection before I could make my turn. During this wait, I glanced in the rearview mirror, concerned that the driver behind me might be getting impatient. I noticed it was a purple SUV. Once the way was clear, I made my turn and observed the SUV following. However, as soon as I completed the turn, I looked forward again, and I was baffled. My navigation system indicated that I needed to turn around as if I were going the wrong way. This confused me greatly because I was certain I had been heading in the correct direction. Adding to my disorientation, the area appeared completely different. There was no sign of the highway overpass ahead. Following the navigation's directions, I somehow ended up at the same light, preparing to make the left again. Initially, I thought perhaps I had mistakenly turned onto the side street before reaching the highway entrance, but this explanation just didn't hold up. There was no place to turn because the intersection was right beside the highway. Logically, to end up back on that road and heading in that direction, I would have to drive at least a quarter mile. This would include passing under the highway overpass, navigating through two lights, making a U-turn, and then traversing all that distance again before making a right turn to return to the original street. Moreover, the transition was instantaneous. I didn't experience any loss of time. I've had strange experiences before, but nothing quite like this. It's a mystery to me, and I'm at a loss to explain what happened. So this could be a thing called highway hypnosis. I'm all too familiar with that, yeah. where you kind of zone out and go into autopilot while driving and essentially mentally check out. I don't mm -hmm. know how it works, but yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. You basically snap out of it and realize that you made it to your destination with no recollection of the drive. Mm -hmm. And I was reading about it, and it has a lot to do with fatigue. Our subconscious mind is basically capable of performing a lot of tasks without our thinking brain getting involved. Mm -hmm. They can sometimes even feel blissful, like your brain just needed to take a break, and a good time to do it is when you're driving. Oh yeah, it's definitely blissful. When I'm driving on the freeway at night, I sometimes like to listen to nothing and just let my thoughts wander. It's pretty meditative, but I'm not mm -hmm. trying to astral project or anything like that when I drive. Yeah. Um, overall though, good story. Interesting because there was no loss of time and the author said that the time travel was instantaneous. Yeah, honestly, this seems to be more of a glitch in the matrix considering mm -hmm. that there wasn't any missing time. I think that they may have slipped dimensions for a moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a fun way to look at it. Well, we're all about fun and games here at Odd Trails, duh. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> 
speaking about bliss again, that could also be an explanation for Paper and Dust's story about their blissful experience while yeah. watching their mom's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their story sounds a lot to me like what happens after a long period of meditation. Right. Uh, a lot of the sensations, thoughts, and feelings that they described are very similar to that experience. Yeah. They also mentioned how things started to flow into each other. And right there, they're basically describing the flow state, which is something that you always acquire after a lot of meditation work. Yeah, to me, it sounds like the author really needed that break from life and reality. Mm -hmm. And they experienced something that's truly rare these days, just a peaceful, easy feeling like that Eagle song. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say like that Eagle song. Yeah. I loved reading that story because it reminded me of how beautiful life can be and how stress and fatigue can really mess with your energies. Seriously, it's so rare to have those moments of stillness where you're 100% content with the present and everything actually feels good, Mm. not a care in the world. It's just so easy for our minds to find something to worry about. Amen. So that Northern Lights story sounded like something straight out of The Lion King. Yeah, that's the visual I had too, actually. (laughs) And at first I was thinking, oh, it's just the Northern Lights doing Northern Lights stuff since they can move around kind of quickly. But that distinct shadow that mimicked their movements has me a bit stumped. Yeah, and the author mentioned not sensing any bad energies from the shadow either. So at least that's good. Yeah. The whole interstellar time travel thing was an interesting take, though. You know, it'd be so cool if time travel were a thing. But I'm also afraid of how it could and probably would be abused. Oh, for sure. In theory, we could stop some tragedies, but I think it would be used for selfish reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. As awful as they can be, we do require the yin with the yang. And you can't have good times without the bad, but that's not how the bad guys look at life. Right. Billionaires would manipulate the stock market or governments would find a way to be like, Thanks for the discovery. Only we can use it now, though. But don't worry, we totally have your best interests at heart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Stephen Hawking hosted a party for time travelers and (laughs) published the date and location after the party took place. Pretty (laughs) slick, if you ask me. Nobody shut up, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it seems like it would be easy to get lost. True, I'm sure they just got stuck in a wormhole or something. They'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be fine. (laughs) Moving on to Hash's story about the basement. You know how much I love basements. (laughs) Yep. I liked how they both heard that voice, though. I know auditory hallucinations are a thing, but when two people hear the same thing so clearly, I don't think it's fair to write it off as a hallucination. Yeah, I like to think of it as kind of like shared dreams. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. a dream. But for two people to have the exact same obscure dream on the same night, that's pretty mind-boggling, honestly. Yeah. I wish I knew if the house was located in a heavily populated area and if any windows were open. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody walking by responded to them for fun. Because I do (laughs) stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Unexpectedly responding to people's one-on-one conversations in public just for some light trolling, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So much fun. I went out last night and these two girls were on the sidewalk saying how they don't see their Uber driver. And from like six feet away, I was like, your driver told me they have to pick up some milk first and they're really (laughs) sorry for the delay. (laughs) That sounds like something that would take place in one of my Let's Not Meet stories. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, whoopsie. Yeah. (laughs) 
you could tell on their faces they weren't sure if this complete stranger somehow had information about their Uber ride that they didn't. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt bad just in case the driver really did ghost them. So I said I was kidding. But overall, it was a fun interaction. Yeah, I love that. The other night we were at dinner. And as soon as we were about to get up and leave, a table of young 20-somethings sat down at their table. And on the way out, I just kind of like knocked on the table, said, hey, have a good meal. And just, you know, just to be friendly. Yeah. And they all looked at me like I was insane. I was just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just like interacting with strangers sometimes, not in like a harmful way, just to like throw, you know, th throw a little wrench into their, their day, just a, a oh, little yeah. memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like if somebody walks by, you pretend to be on the phone, you just say something completely outrageous that you know <laughs> that they're going to go home and tell everybody about. And then they threaten to beat you up in the Walmart. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. You got to do that. Maybe we shouldn't do stuff no. like that anymore. But no, mm -hmm. good times. But we do. We do got to talk about those feet, though. True. That that was a creepy visual. I basically imagined Thing from the Adams Family, mm -hmm. except as a pair of legs. <laughs> Or a really tall barefoot person could have been wearing the invisible cloak from Harry Potter. See, now that would be cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if invisibility cloaks actually became a thing someday. Yeah, but when they do, they'll probably get the time travel treatment. <laughs> uh-huh, the yin and yang, my friend. Yin and yang. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, make sure you send in your stories to stories at oddtrails.com if you want to hear them on the show. All the stories you heard this week were narrated and produced with the permission of their respective authors. If you want to get ad-free versions of all of our episodes at the highest bit rate, head over to patreon.com forward slash oddtrails to sign up and support the show today. You'll get instant access. It's a great way to go back and listen to the whole catalog over again, free of all those ads. And don't forget to check out the new episodes of my other podcasts like Let's Not Meet, True Horror Podcast, and the Old Time Reading Cast at crypticcountypodcasts.com. Everyone, stay safe. Peace out.